Jackson, and we call this time on Wave 94 Fellowship, trying to recover that uh, dynamic flowing of life within the body of Christ from the head, through the members, and uh, out into the world. Uh, We welcome you here. We're glad you're joining us. We believe the Lord wants to uh, speak to us. Uh, That song that you just heard was a group of college kids gathered around the piano and the guitars telling us um, that the joy of the Lord is our strength. I believe that comes from Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 10. And I've distinguished that with hopefully a successful effort the last day or two from happiness. You know, our human life has peaks and valleys. And one of the peaks in the human life is a wedding. In almost every culture, every religion, uh, every country, every family, a wedding is a high point. Uh, I can testify as a father, you spare no expense. I think, I probably shouldn't tell you this, but I think my daughter's wedding cost me more than her college diploma. Fathers pull out the stops. Families invited far and near. Some of you don't even like, but you still welcome them and feed them. And uh, it's a tremendous high point of celebration. Uh, I was meeting a couple days ago, um, actually it was yesterday, with uh, some brothers in a coffee shop on Thomasville Road, and we were trying to enter into the experience of uh, John chapter 7, verse 37. And the occasion here is a wedding. And um, these dear predecessors of ours pulled out the stops. Wedding festivals sometimes went on for days, days and days. I'm glad I didn't have to pay for one of those kind of weddings. But on the last day, the Bible says, in John seven thirty seven, on the last day, so it had been going on a while. This was quite a celebration. And he says it's the great day. Of the feast, so it must have been an escalating higher and higher celebration day by day. Well, you remember what happened at this wedding? Jesus stood up. How would you like to be at that wedding? Jesus stood up and he cried out. In other words, above all the socializing, above all the music, above all the festivities, whatever was going on in this crowd of people, he cried out, saying, if anyone, who do you think that includes? If anyone thirst, let him come to me and drink. Let him come to me and drink. And, you know, I believe that the matching up of the Lord's invitation here and this wedding festival is very significant because we Americans sort of come at everything from the physical realm with our material, materialistic orientation. And um, here the Lord is telling Everyone, anyone, if you're thirsty, come to me and drink. 
Verse 38 says, He who believes into me, as the scripture said, out of his innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. Verse 39 said, But this he said concerning the Spirit, whom those who believed into him were about to receive. For the Spirit was not yet, because Jesus had not yet been glorified. Um, now, what does this mean? Because if you've read the Bible like I think you have, you know that the Spirit of God was mentioned in Genesis 1 and 2. And here the Lord Jesus says, uh, the Spirit is not yet. Well, I believe very strongly that the way to interpret the Bible is with the Bible. Sure, there was a Spirit of God in Genesis. Even in all eternity, we believe in the triune God. But here, the Lord Jesus said the Spirit was not yet. What was he talking about when he said, come to me and drink? And he talks about rivers of living water. Then he says, it's concerning the Spirit. Um, there was something going on, as you know, in the Incarnation. John chapter 1, verse 14 says, and the Word became flesh which means it wasn't that before. Something was going on. God became a man. There was a human living by this one like no other. In fact, uh, even Pilate said, I don't find any fault with him. This one, as you know, was crucified. He was resurrected. And then uh, the word says he was glorified. And that's what the Lord was talking about here, that after this glorifying, approving, exalting process, he would become very receivable. Very receivable. We don't want to think of our God as a far-off, passive observer. We want to think of him as refreshingly flowing, and uh, what it, the Lord is talking about here was very beautifully crystallized by the Apostle Paul in Philippians 1.19 when he talked about the bountiful supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. That sounds quite uh, plentiful, doesn't it? The bountiful supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. So uh, there is a flowing. We humans get thirsty because the realm that we're in, the realm that we're absorbing, the realm that pulls us into it all the time, makes us so thirsty. But the good news is there's a bountiful supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, and that Spirit is flowing out. And you know, this is a picture of our eternity as believers. If you flip all the way over, to the uh, last chapter, Revelation chapter 22, you see how it's all going to turn out, what our eternity is going to be like. Billy Graham was walking through the Senate dining room when he was alive, and some of the senators called him over to their table. And they were kind of wringing their hands. What are we going to do about this crisis and this problem and this situation and this 
on and on and on and uh, ask, well, Mr. Graham, what do you think about this? What do you think we should do? What do you think is going to happen? And Billy Graham said, you know, I've read the last chapter of the Bible. And I know how it's all going to turn out. And if you read uh, Revelation 22, chapter 1, it talks about the throne of God. And there's a flowing out from the throne of God. What do you think would flow out from the throne of God? Something less than God? Something more than God? Or just God for more of our experience? Um, We can receive the riches of God now and throughout eternity just by opening our earthen vessel and uh, receiving and enjoying, participating. Um, Isaiah gave us a good... um, a good indication, even though he didn't hear these words from the Lord in John chapter 7. He said, therefore, you can draw water from the springs of salvation by calling on the name of the Lord. The Lord today is not the physical one that walked a few thousand years ago, but he's the flowing out. As Paul said, the spirit of Jesus Christ. Um, in, this, in Psalm chapter 116, it says, I will lift up the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. And maybe you're not having a good day. Maybe you feel like um, your predecessor in Lamentations when he said, I'm, I'm in a low pit, but I called upon the name of the Lord. Uh, The Lord invites us in Isaiah 55 to call upon him while he is near. And the promise of Psalm 145, 18 is that he is near to all who call upon him. And, you know, I don't believe this is uh, some kind of a formal religious prayer. I believe it's a simple, genuine calling out to the Lord. And bringing him right into the moment, right into our presence, right into our situation. As the word says, he's near. And if you're a regenerated, spirit-enlivened believer, you have the Lord dwelling within you. But sometimes there's so much covering. He is so limited because of our turning to so many other things. I would encourage you right now just to call on the Lord. Lord, come into my experience. I want to open to you. I want to breathe you as the the pneuma, the breath, the wind of God. Thank you that you're in bountiful supply and there's no limit. And uh, what happens, you know, when we do that is uh, whatever hardship, you know, we're just trying to occupy us. Whatever a negative thing that is trying to oppress us, it uh, gets put into perspective. Because in this flowing water of life is not only incarnation, perfect human living, crucifixion that eliminates every negative thing in the universe, but also in this spirit of Jesus Christ, as Paul called it, there is resurrection. 
in resurrection is absolutely victorious. Resurrection is totally triumphant. Resurrection transcends, transcends every negative thing. And it's all in this flowing, available spirit of Jesus Christ. And as Philippians 1.19 says, it is in bountiful supply. I hope that uh, you're getting a refreshing drink. I hope that you're uh, entering into what the Lord stood up at the wedding and invited us to do. Well, we are going to come back in just a moment with a very special interview, as you know, with one of, one of the things we like to do in this fellowship time is just meet real believers who are just living the human life, uh, experimenting, exploring, enjoying the Lord as their reality. We've had a physician on, we've had a banker on, we've had an FSU student on. Yesterday we had a staff member from Tallahassee Christian College on. Uh, we've had a dear brother who's going through uh, widowhood, having lost his wife, sharing with us what that journey was like. So right after uh, Doug Apple works his magic here, we're gonna come back with the president of Tallahassee Christian College and Training Centers. Stay tuned. Do you really sense that God is with you? Behold, the virgin shall be with child, and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Matthew chapter 1, verse 23. Jesus was the name given by God, whereas Emmanuel, meaning God with us, was the name by which man called him. Jesus the Savior is God with us. He is God, and he is also God incarnated to dwell among us. He is not only God, but God with us. Scripture, Matthew 1.23, and commentary from the New Testament Recovery Version, published by Living Stream Ministry. For more information, visit lsm.org. Hi, my name is Danielle, and I'm an educational psychologist I recently moved from Los Angeles to Tallahassee with my husband, not knowing anybody here and leaving my family in Los Angeles. But praise the Lord, I have a family here in the church. I've really enjoyed meeting in the homes with believers like in Acts 2.46, and day by day continuing steadfastly with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they partook of their food with exaltation and simplicity of heart. If you're interested, please call 850-692-9558. Hi, my name is Penny, and one of the highlights of my week is getting together with other ladies in the Tallahassee area to pray. And if this is something you would be interested in, you're welcome to join us for prayer. It's every week here in Tallahassee. Just leave a message at 850-692-9558. We look forward to hearing from you.
Thank you, Doug Apple. This is Lowell Jackson, and we call this time uh, Fellowship, where we're just in touch with one another around uh, the Tallahassee, Crawfordville area, just uh, wanting the Lord to flow from member to member. And uh, as it says, I think it's in uh, Corinthians, uh, have fellowship with one another. And our guest today is the president of Tallahassee Christian College and Training Center, Joanne Arnett. Joanne, should I call you Madam President or? Uh, please, uh, Joanne, please. <laughs> Joanne, sorry. If, if you, we can call Jesus Jesus. <laughs> I think we can call each other by our first names. <laughs> Did you ever think you'd be president? Never. <laughs> well, give us the the short version of your life story all the way up to being president of Tallahassee Christian College. <laughs> the short version of my life story is that I was born in a small town and. Um, accepted Jesus as a very young child. I was maybe six. I remember crying at the altar, not understanding that tears were tears of the Holy Spirit, and um, not thinking I was saved because I knew I wasn't old enough to be an alcoholic or a prostitute or any of the other things that people described before they came to the Lord. Um, But I was a faithful churchgoer, wound up uh, studying at the Methodist Church, playing the piano at the Baptist Church at night, and then worshiping in um, an Anglican church <laughs> on Sunday morning. You, you were covering all the bases, huh? I was covering all the bases <laughs> of study, worship, and uh, what's the other one? <laughs> anyway, getting to know the Lord and fellowship, which has been so important. Mm-hmm. Um, the father of a friend of mine once caught me and said, Joanne, when you are thinking of the word church, never think of the building. Hmm. Think of the followers of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. That comment by Carlton Keenan changed my life forever. Wow. Because it stuck. At that time, I must have been in the sixth or seventh grade. As an adult, I learned more about the Holy Spirit you were describing. Hmm. My life changed again in a deeper way so that I had a deeper communion with uh the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and have always been involved in cross-denominational ministry because I see the body of Christ as a whole with uh, various families within it that have strengths and weaknesses just the way individuals do. Um, Some years ago, about 30 years ago, a group of us were at a birthday party. Uh, The Tallahassee Christian College and Training Center really uh, began and continues in joy because we were discussing what we would do if money were no issue and if time were no issue and talent were no issue. We all wanted a place that we could study at depth. Those of us particularly who were not called to go to be a pulpit minister, an ordained pastor, and go away to a seminary, which provides, you know, for those who have an ordained ministry, but a place that we could study in depth and at the same time be faithful within our own congregations and better learn how to um, perform to fulfill what God had called each of us to do. So that was the beginning. And that was 30 years ago? It was, 29. So I, th- I think I've already got it. another good takeaway, Joanne. It sounds like when you kind of remove all those uh, all those limitations, you know, that would be our excuses, our reasons, or whatever, you can start to think expansively and uh, largely uh, like our God does. 
Um, Isn't that amazing? And so you took some steps, right? And begin to be a servant ministry to the body of Christ mm-hmm. so that people can come as into a healthy buffet, take as little or as much as they want or need, and then uh, utilize that information and that fellowship within their own congregations, within the workplace, within the marketplace, within their homes, and within our individual lives. So I think I've gained more than anyone. (laughs) I feel a little selfish now, but I didn't at the beginning. Well, I've been telling uh, our listeners that they don't have to go through some complicated college enrollment like they might think, and they don't have to be a certain age. You said it so well that they can just come and pick out something that uh, they think will enrich their life and uh, jump in, right? Most of our students take a half-day seminar in something like what does Scripture say about government? What does it say about business? Uh, What does it say about emotional healing? Um... What does it say about a certain book of the Bible? And then they begin to be interested in a 5, 10, or 15-week course, and they may stay or go and tell their friends. The wonderful thing to me has been the cooperation among the congregations within Tallahassee. When we began, we interviewed over 300 pastors and priests, Mm. wondering whether the body of Christ would really cooperate. And we asked them to be our eyes and ears to give us the names of the most outstanding teachers within their own denominations to um, to see whether or not they really approved the vision. They all did. And to ask them to correct us if they heard or saw something they believed was not in keeping with a follower of Jesus Christ or based on Scripture. So that's happened now for 29 years. We'll have our 30th anniversary this fall. We're so excited. You, you've, you've seen some folks come through and, and go go back here locally and go elsewhere, huh? Five, on five continents. Five continents? One semester, people went to five different denominational seminaries, transferred from there. We have many that are now missionaries, some that are teaching, and we also have... Um, a location in a country that I can't name, nor name the people for fear of uh, exposing their lives. Mm-hmm. But um, we also have people in every area of life here within the Tallahassee area, and that excites me just as much. Because if we are to, in a way, infiltrate this culture with the gospel of Jesus Christ, we want to see education and commerce and medicine and all those things based on on scriptural principles uh, by people who love the Lord and who love other people and who are able to forgive, be forgiven, and live a life that's, that's free and joyful. I love that word. We came on with that word, joyful. Yes. Um, how about giving us some examples? What's coming up? I know you've, got, you've had some classes that have already started, and uh, they're a week or two into those, or maybe longer. you got some other things that people can still jump into. you got some plans, I think, on the drawing board. So, uh, you know, bring us right into what's going on there. I know your mind never stops. Lots of plans. <laughs> Tomorrow, we're meeting at the state capitol. If you'd like to join us, meet us at the state seal. Uh, at 9.30, and from 9.30 to 1.30, we will be taking a behind-the-scenes look at the many Christians who are in the Capitol and those who are there to serve, not just to ask for things. 
the uh, next week, next Wednesday, we have a one-day seminar. And mostly there are seminars that are left because the 15-week classes started some time ago. But this will be called mm-hmm. The Great Exchange. And has to do with the things in our lives that are exceedingly hurtful or joyful or that need healing in some respect. You know, we're taught to forgive, but sometimes we have a harder time forgiving ourselves or of being healed from the wounds that we've received. Received, And this is a, will be a wonderful one day. Uh, the following day, a week from Thursday, we'll be translating love how we translate the love of God into our, our daily lives. We'll be doing one on what the Bible says about the most controversial issues of our day, and we'll delve into that. We're uh, not afraid <laughs> to face issues. You're not trying to be correct? Oh, we're trying to be Jesus correct. <laughs> But we're trying to do it in love. You know, the scripture says you'll grow up speaking the truth in love. Uh, we tend to do one or the other. Yes, very good point. Very good point. <laughs> I, too, am trying to learn to, to do both. Um, we have a one-day seminar related to the church in the New Testament. So many people think the church began, you know, with Jesus, and then it skipped everything until it got to our own denomination. Mm-hmm. It's just shocking to find out how wonderful uh, things have been and how much the church has survived and uh, some of the things that they did in the beginning. Uh, then Ricky Harper will be teaching a seminar called Work as Worship. You know, we worship the Lord when we do what we do as unto Him. We're going to do one on worldview with Dr. Freddie Davis because we all have a certain view of the world. We have certain color glasses. I mean, we can't help it. I mean, our experiences and our background dictate that and we need to learn not only about ours, but how to read others so that when we're, we can really communicate and have the fellowship you're talking about. And then we have a five week class beginning um, on Paul's epistle to the Romans. And of course, that's a dynamo book. <laughs> I mean, they all are, but that one. <laughs> well, what that if, one's what really if somebody's super special. heard all of these great options now? They can go to your website and say, oh, yeah, she, she talked a little bit about that one. I, that sounded good. And uh, the website, I think you, you need to let us, let us know where to find uh, more uh, information and let some folks have got to get into decision mode with the topic and the day and their, their schedule. And good is that the, best, that the best way? Your TCCTC.org. That's for Tallahassee Christian College Training Center. TCCTC.org. Or you can call 513-1000. 513-1000. You can register online if you have difficulty at all with uh, your computer savvy. Just call in and we'll help you, help register for you. Now, and I th- of course, there's a, a moderate uh, tuition to uh, cover some of your uh, expenses in your very nice facilities and your uh, paying your uh, overhead, et cetera, et cetera. But I hear you got a special going on. You want to tell us about that? We are very excited because not only do we have people who are coming from lifelong learning. I mean, we had a 12-year-old who aced Greek. We had an 82-year-old who gained a certificate years ago and everything in between. But we... Um, the Lord has really led us to develop five new programs. They are um, equivalent to a year, but um, they're measured in units or the amount of time you're in class with matching working scholarships. And um, these are not only in pastoral leadership, but also in congregational leadership. 
And that includes biblical lay counseling for the person, you know, in the congregation whom everybody goes to talk. Mm-hmm. But that person isn't necessarily a counselor. Um, for something in ministry leadership um, and one in biblical counseling. We'll be glad to help you with uh, scholarships in those areas, have scholarships, and uh, have an, an advisor who will sit down and help you know um, how to fulfill your own call and what programs we have that would best meet those calls. So some counseling coming coming in to help with all these good choices you just gave us. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. Because we're able to be quite flexible with our programs. We are accredited, and so we the college side meets accreditation standards, and so do these programs. But um, they have been built in such a way as to be individualized for, for folks. And we welcome everyone to come just to visit. Uh, well, I'm very impressed with your location. I know for a long time I uh, used to go up and down uh, Monroe, right, and see That's right. your that location. And now you're st- very strategically located uh, on my favorite cut through between uh, the, probably Tallahassee's two busiest streets, Thomasville Road and Capitol Circle. Exactly. And you're my favorite cut through there on Hermitage. And uh, I probably didn't even pay any attention to the name of it for and a long, long time. And you're our favorite neighbor. <laughs> well, that's a that's that's a good spot. Right there, right before you get to I-10, now everybody yes, can is. get to it uh, pretty quickly. And uh, I have found over there that everybody is very happy to just kind of show folks around. Right? We'd love to have people come. There also is a marvelous library that's open to anyone in the community during any of our office hours. That library is open. And they can just come look around, huh? Yes, they can. And they can see a lot that relates to biblical counseling and how to prepare sermons and all all sorts of things. That's biblical history 17, and so forth. 1717 Hermitage Boulevard. And I've, you know, passed so many times those very nice office buildings on Hermitage uh, Boulevard and never realized that behind a couple of those two, three, four-story office buildings right. was some other office buildings until I was looking for you guys. <laughs> three buildings are just tucked behind one. and They're, they're beautiful. We're really grateful to be there. That's a, a nice uh, spot. The Lord yes, has, it is. Excuse my Georgia uh, speaking, but uh, the Lord has done you good. So, uh, oh, he blessed us, yes. <laughs> you know, the other thing we haven't mentioned is that the teachers, for example, this semester, mm-hmm. are from 17 different denominations, hmm. not just congregations all of whom love Jesus and base everything they teach on Scripture. It's, it's just a joy to see the body of Christ working together. Mm. I mean, the fellowship you're mentioning is very real. Well, I think the Lord, uh, my dear sister Joanne, wants to recover that. Yes. Uh, you know, um, I've always believed that when the Lord looks down upon a city, uh, of course, He's within us as well, uh, that He sees two kinds of people. Only two kinds. Unfortunately, we see lots of different kinds, you know, different colors, different languages, different uh, socioeconomic, different doctrinal preferences, on and on and on and on and on the list goes. But I believe the Lord sees those that are His and those that are not yet His. Yes. And I believe, based on um, really uh, the Old Testament preview and the New Testament reality, that the ones he sees that are his, he just calls the church. 
And I think you're right on when you say, when you, I'd love you to tell that little story one more time about what somebody told you when you were very young. Oh, they said, when you see the word church or think of the word church, don't think of those buildings. Think about the followers of Jesus Christ. It has made so much difference in my life because I see it differently. And others, another scripture talks about living stones being fitted together. Mm. Yes. What, a, what a blessing it is to mm. be fitted together and to be a servant to the church, to the entire body. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, Jesus, in his last wish, mm-hmm. his dying wish, mm-hmm. uh, prayer in uh, John, mm-hmm. was that we would be one, that the world may know. And mm. sometimes we evangelize, which we need to do, of course, to share the good news. But sometimes we try to evangelize without <clears throat> Hitting that second part, the other thing it has to do with the the great commandment. The second part of that is teaching them, mm-hmm. go into the all you know, and all the world, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them. So sometimes we think that faith is enough, but um, faith that is informed and is a servant to Jesus, and therefore a servant to others and to the body of Christ, working together. Uh, as we do that, the world will be changed. Yes, I want to really support what you're saying, Joanne. Um, the it would change, I believe, every one of our perspectives, our living, our priorities, if we would uh, take your admonition there and go to John chapter 17, which is the prayer that the Lord prayed. Yes. And before you go there, just say, you know, if the Lord was going to pray, what would He ask for? I'm so exposed by what I ask for. I see so many of our prayers as believers, you know, we're treating God like Santa Claus. Right. This is what I need. This is what I want. Please take care of this. Please, please fix that. Oh, may the Lord deliver us from that. But anyway, I'm getting off the subject here. <laughs> the, we often say the Lord's Prayer is a term, but actually what we call the Lord's Prayer, and that's, by the way, not the biblical label on it, was actually a prayer the Lord gave to the disciples. Yes. That was for them to pray. Yes. That was for what, how mm-hmm. they should kind of order the priorities. Mm-hmm. You know, the Father's name, the kingdom, those kinds mm-hmm. of things. And they're uh, eventually getting, of course, to our needs. But that was a prayer he gave to his disciples. The, the prayer that the Lord prayed, and I, we don't want to quibble over this, but uh, the, the prayer that the Lord prayed in John 17, well, over and over and over again in that prayer, he mentions the oneness. He mentions it as many ways as possible. Yes, I pray that they would be one. As and you we know, are that one. oneness is, I appreciate so much your perspective because we will never get to some kind of one accord of, of doctrines and truths. Um, but even Ephesians says, until we all arrive at. So it is a journey. Right. But that's not the kind of oneness the Lord was praying for. The kind of oneness that he was praying for is, is this word we touched on, fellowship. He says, Father, I pray that they will be one, even as, as we, we are, one. are one. Now, can you think of any higher, more complete oneness in the universe no. than the oneness between the Father, the Son, and the Spirit? Never. And we're invited into that community. And at the same time, we can do that and be faithful to our own. We need to belong mm-hmm. to a congregation, to a, a small group, to, 
to whatever we're called called to, but uh, we don't need to be competitive about it because we need to be faithful somewhere. And I, I just see this as a variety of families, as I said, with strengths and weaknesses, mm-hmm. you know, like individuals have them. And to come be a part and to do the kinds of things with the group that you can't, we are a servant ministry to the church, the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many congregations can offer Greek? How many congregations can offer in-depth studies during the Sunday school hour in certain books of the Bible? They're, they're just, we're just a resource, you know. Mm-hmm. Come gather your gold and take it with you. <laughs> Share it. Well, I want you to uh, mention once again uh, some of the things that are coming up because I know a lot of folks uh, – uh, starting to get in their car, they're commuting, they got a couple of other things going on, they may have just picked up some kids, uh, this and that's going on. So um, I, I do want you to mention what is immediately upon us, and if you want to even fast forward and tell us uh, some future plans, maybe uh, they, those are still in the works, that's totally up to you. Um, but it, by all means, the things that are immediately upon us, I think you said even one starts tomorrow. Tomorrow morning. Uh, 9.30, if you meet me at the SEAL, at the State of Florida, uh, this seminar will be a gift from the college and training center. Um, it's called God in Government. The, the following week will be something called the Sacred Exchange. You know, we're told he gives us beauty for ashes, mm. the joy for mourning. What are those exchanges that we can have with Jesus? And often I think we forget those. We strain, we read all the health self-help books on how to gain them ourselves and our own strength when he wants to show us how to make the exchanges. One on uh, translating love. How to be loving. You know, loving is not just agreeing with everyone and doing what anybody wants you to do. There are many, many forms of love. Jesus sometimes had tough love and sometimes an an easier love. Uh, what the Bible has another seminar on what the Bible has to say about the more, four most controversial issues of our day. We're not going to argue. We will simply read on each one what the Bible has to say about it, and then allow people to share and have some discussion and have some teaching um, on each one. But we're faced with these every day, and I think it helps to be equipped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the church in the New Testament. Then work as worship. We think of the marketplace and our homes and community services. Sometimes we forget that they are pure worship to the Lord when they're done in His name. And uh, one on worldview. And then a five-week course on the book of Romans. Now in January, we are just completing our plans for the winter-spring semester. Um, Just be on the lookout. And even now, go to www. TCCTC.org. TCCTC.org. Okay, President Joanne, I'm going to put you on the spot. No. Uh, my little class, <laughs> which I'm in having fun with, started last week. Uh, we had one empty seat. Uh, the class, uh, I forgot the title of it. Uh, one, one day here, and Doug helped me out, uh, Becoming a Whole Person. Right. You know, where would I be without Doug? He's my invisible partner here. Uh, but we have one empty seat, and we've got about, I think, eight or nine more sessions in uh, this class of uh, becoming a whole person. And we're exploring what the Bible says about this three-dimensional living of physical, psychological, and spiritual, seeing how the Lord designed us 
what his purpose is, how we can cooperate with the operation he wants to take us through to uh, fully recover us and bring us into his glory. Uh, so here's, I'm going to put you on the spot. If somebody still wants to come. I understand there's a scholarship for that seat. Okay. And that one seat <laughs> is available. Okay. Call or come. So Better to if come. Two people... if, if you're coming, come well ahead. Begins okay. at 6 o'clock. Uh, on what night is that? It's Thursday night. Thursday evening. If they call right now, somebody's still at, at the switchboard? Yes, someone oh. will be there until 6 Okay. Till 6 tonight. And so if two listeners call and we got one seat, what is the president going to do with that good problem? She's going to find a chair. <laughs> okay. Someone asked me what I did. I was taking out the garbage at the time they asked. I said, whatever is needed. <laughs> whatever it we takes. We will find that chair. Joanne, I think I know you well enough that you prefer the title that the Apostle Paul preferred, Slave of Christ Jesus. <laughs> that's my goal. <laughs> that's a, that's a n- n- I, good I title, hope to isn't be, it? I hope to be headed in that direction. <laughs> we are having uh, some fellowship with the president of Tallahassee Christian College and Training Center. Joanne Arnett, and uh, we're going to take a short break with the help of our our dear helper here, Doug Apple, and we will be right back. Thank you, Lord. the grace of God and how can I get it? For the grace of God bringing salvation to all men has appeared. Titus chapter 2 verse 11. The grace of God is actually God himself in Christ as everything to us for our enjoyment. The eternal grace of God, the saving grace, was destined in Christ to bring to us God's salvation, the complete salvation, to redeem us back to God, to impart God's life to us, and to bring us into an organic union with God for the fulfillment of His eternal purpose. Scripture, Titus 2.11, and commentary from the New Testament Recovery Version, published by Living Stream Ministry. For more information, visit lsm.org. My name is Mike Lynch. I'm a believer, and I received the Lord in a home in Memphis, Tennessee. And I recently moved to Tallahassee, Florida, well, just a few years ago. In Acts 2.46, when the apostles started meeting together, the believers first started meeting together, they met in homes, and it said, day by day from house to house. And this really affected me because I myself received the Lord and had my beginning of following the Lord in a home. Anyway, uh, I, I would just like to say this to believers. This is another way other than meeting in a large church building. And if you are interested in this, would you please call and leave a message at 850-692-9558. The Lord be with your spirit. Grace be with you. Thank you, 
Doug Apple for making it so easy for us to have fellowship. It, he does the complicated stuff, and we get to do the enjoyable, easy stuff. But, but I hope our brother Doug is enjoying turning the knobs and, and listening to us as well. You know, this week, uh, my dear wife uh, discovered that there's some uh, physical issues that she needs to uh, take care of. Um, and we were enjoying a freshly a verse. And uh, I'm sorry, I don't remember the location right now, but it may be an example of what I want the point I want to make. But the verse says, "The outer man is wasting away." And uh, you know, when you get a here's the here's the here's the facts, folks. <laughs> when you get about 18, 19, or twenty, you've kind of reached your physical peak, and from there it's a slow decline. Um, the outer man just wastes away because, as you remember from Genesis, uh, we're made out of dust. Um, but the good news is, the rest of that verse is such a balance, such an encouragement. Such a challenge, I think, to us when it says the inner man is being renewed day by day. And I believe that uh, we can cooperate with that process of being renewed inwardly, the inner man, day by day. Of course, we believe as Christians that the only source of new the only one in the universe who is forever new, who is ageless, who even doesn't even, um, not even affected by time, um, who is t- fully eternal. The only one who is forever new is our wonderful triune God. Um, and the, he wants to renew us day by day. And I believe one of the ways he wants to renew us is what we touched on at the beginning, for us just to open, uh, receive the refreshing drink of the bountiful supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, to um, get into his word, pray over it, uh, repeat it, read it again, pray over it, uh, fellowship over it, uh, just to not be fast food artists like we Americans tend to be, but really dig into the Word. There's some, all of this, I believe, brings some renewing. But, you know, Joanne's uh, vision over at Tallahassee Christian College and Training Center is to keep us um, stretching our, our capacity, yes. even to keep our mind sharper and sharper. You know, they say if you don't use a muscle, guess what happens to it? It deteriorates. So, Joanne, I think I'm preaching your sermon, so I, sh- I should be quiet and let you do it because you're the pro. <laughs> well, I think, I think it's our sermon, all of our sermon, because he talks about being renewed mm-hmm. in, in, in our minds, body, mind, and spirit. And then he talks about uh, a, a command for the renewal of the mind. Uh, I think so often, and not to minimize faith because faith is essential, but if we have faith, we will be obedient. And that includes the utilization of our mind for the Lord. And I think many times we decide that we will turn the mental part over even to a secular part of our society and have paid a very heavy price mm. for not being involved in the educational, political, theological, and other systems mm-hmm. uh, of this world because we're called to be salt and light. We're called to be a preservative. And um, none of us can know everything, but we can continue to be stretched 
in our particular area. Uh, one of the ways that the Lord has helped me do that has been through the wonderful teachers that He has supplied. I've been absolutely amazed by those with a variety who come and teach every other year the course that they know the most about. So the person who teaches evangelism is an evangelist. The one who churches, teaches church history can hardly carry on a conversation without putting it in a historical context. The one who teaches um, uh, the book of Romans is teaching it because it's his favorite book. And so you go on and on and on, and with each person comes with who has has uh, gone deeply into that particular scripture or that particular subject and has looked at it from a variety of angles, they can lead us in ways that are almost impossible to, to do by ourselves. And if we know it's based on scripture, we don't have to be afraid of being led down uh, somebody's little funny path or rabbit trail. I was concerned about that in the beginning, but it just hasn't happened uh, the opposite has happened. People have been open and loving to each other. Um, the denom In fact, so many people say that the thing they love is that they're there with people from various denominations, various backgrounds, and that includes new believers. Mm. New believers and people who have studied Scripture all their lives. But when, when something is moving in the power of the Spirit and you're being taught by somebody who has great honor for the person who's beginning, but also has done a deep dive into that subject, things happen that are wonderful within those classes and within the sharing. Actually, I remember a very outstanding international teacher who said that one of the things that a preparation in prayer and in the Holy Spirit did was he discovered when he did that that he could talk to a class with a great variety of backgrounds and they all uh, understood and grew. You know, if we believers, Joanne, would realize that we have much, much more in common than we have uh, in differences, what, what, what could the Lord do? And we'll live together forever. <laughs> do you think we should get started now? I think sometimes out of fear we just try to defend ourselves. Maybe maybe you're right, Paul. Maybe we should start now. <laughs> well, I think the Lord wants some, I think the Lord wants some early birds. <laughs> uh, I'm calling them early birds. I hope I'm not demeaning uh, the point here, but uh, actually, um, the Scripture calls them overcomers. Overcomers. Exactly. We need to. There's a lot we need to overcome, and yes, I think we do. You're, you're touching on some of them. But if you see the up to date, right now, Christ. Um, I'm not talking about the Gospels. We we love that Christ, but he he went through that and kept on going in the epistles. And if you go to Revelation, and especially the first three chapters, the what is happening is the Lord is going city by city. Congregation by congregation, and he's calling for overcomers to uh, to rise up, overcome. And he mentions cities many times in Scripture. We often overlook that. And cities are made up of such a variety of people. One of the things I love is the opportunity to be in a class with people from all various ages and educational backgrounds. I really haven't mentioned the fact that we uh, do dual enrollment. So if someone's able to cut the mustard at a college level, they're welcome even to gain college credit. 
You caught my attention when you said you had students as young as 12 and as old as 82? Mm, yes. That's, that's quite yes. a range. They were all so different colors and from very different ethnic backgrounds. And they were each one of them was a joy. Well, in uh, the class that I'm involved in learning with, uh, I'll say it one more time here. Uh, becoming are a saying hope. good things about your class, by the way. Really? Oh, yes. Oh, goodness. Well, that's good. Uh, becoming a whole person. It, it's it's um, proof of what you just said. We had uh, several folks in the class where English is not their primary language. Mm-hmm. Well, they speak good English. Right. Uh, we had uh, uh, several colors of uh, of the Lord's children in the class, um, and a pretty good spread of uh, ages, um, mm-hmm. and it was very refreshing. And in terms of being a whole person, I'm not sure whether I'm interpreting this correctly, but it's the way I have often read St. Paul's admonition to work out your salvation with fear and trembling, because... Once the Lord has saved us and we begin to learn who we are scripturally and to take his opinion for who we are rather than our opinion for who we are and to move in love, uh, we begin to grow. And so often we're cornered in by what society expects, our family expects, we expect, uh, so forth, that he can begin to show forth who he is through us. Well, you know, you, you bring up a key verse that I think um, sometimes has been um, one of those truths that we need to recover when you said, work out your own salvation. One of the things we're going to be getting into in the next month or two in this particular class is getting uh, a better understanding, very specific digging into the Word of some of these, uh, I'll call them salvation terms. Uh, right. Because salvation is like a, to me, a big overarching um well, an ark (laughs) over the whole process. And the verse that you quoted doesn't say work out your own regeneration. Uh, I believe from my time in the scriptures, regeneration is instant and uh, eternal. Uh, But that's that's just our human spirit. There's a whole lot more in me that needs to be recovered, uh, to use the word you use, uh, saved, salvation. Uh, Regeneration starts it. But then the Lord's got to do a lot of work with my mind, my emotions, my will, what I choose. And eventually, of course, he's going to instantaneously take care of our body. But in between that instant regeneration and that instant glorification of the body, there's a process here that I think you're referring to. And the Lord says, work it out. Work it out. And if we've invited him into our lives... We want him to show, and he's showing through leaky vessels, I understand, and very imperfect vessels. But as we grow in him, I believe that more and more he can show himself through our mind, through our body, through our spirit, through our concern for others, uh, through our soul, through the ways we think, through the decisions we make, and so forth. And we want that worked out, Mm -hmm. not so that they see more of him, less of me. Well, it, that is so true, and, and even the Lord was announced that way uh, by, uh, by, by John. He says, uh, I must decrease, he must increase. Yes. And finally, the aged Apostle Paul, who the Lord had shown so much and gained so much in, in his experience, got it down really simple when he said, for me to live is Christ. Christ. 
and I have not yet attained. Yes. He's still working it out. <laughs> right. So we, if we believers could um, really experience that we have another person living in us. He's not a distant, far away, passive observer. Um, in fact, this, this hope of glory we talk about, this ultimate uh, working out of our salvation, Paul calls it the hope of glory. He said, what is that hope of glory? Christ in you. And you know, back to John 17, Jesus said, I have given them the glory you have given me. And how backward that is from our seeking glory, because we are called important because of him. But we seek to be important, we try to be important, and he's already given us importance so that we can relax and do what he's called us to do and be what he's called us to be. But it's a process. I, you know, I've told someone the other day that I'm way behind my plan to be wonderful by now, to be perfect by now. But I'm different than I was, and I'm grateful for every change he's made in me. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, the Lord is gaining a greater and greater expression of himself the more we will cooperate with him and just open to him like a, fl a flower does every morning to the sun. Uh, we open to the Lord first thing in the morning. Uh, he will, um, as, we, as I read initially, he, he will um, come in. And Tell us more. as we really come to believe that he is both trustworthy and has our best interest at heart, we can yield to that. Amen. It, when we have that kind of image of God. But if you had the image I had as a child, <laughs> you, wouldn't want, you wouldn't want to give yourself to that kind of God. But to see how loving and kind and gracious and forgiving and all-powerful and able to redeem and able to take even the past things that we're not so proud of and turn them into something for His glory. I mean, who doesn't want to yield to a God like that? Amen. Well said. We are having fellowship with the president of Tallahassee Christian College and Training Center, Joanne Arnett. The phone number over there is 850 513 Tonight, uh, get on their website. See if there's something coming up the Lord is uh, nudging you toward. TCCTC.org. TCCTC.org. I say one more thing. You better hurry. <laughs> a person doesn't have to take a course for credit. They can just take it for audit or personal growth. We didn't say that. I took it for granted that people would know. <laughs> they can come anyway, right? Yes. Thank you, Doug Apple. Joy of the Lord.